Hey y'all, it's Michelle aka DJ Mimi and if you're listening in right now then you're currently tuned in to Grow Up on UCLA Radio Um, and this is episode 3 if y'all have been following along and if y'all have seen this episode was titled On the Losing Team and I think in terms of like introducing this episode a little bit, we're kind of going to be exploring a couple things and I'm super excited to be able to do that um, and like be a little more, like be even more genuine on this episode. Um, But the reason I called it, you know, on the losing team is because I wanted to really do an episode about kind of the different L's that you take growing up and the different L's I've personally taken and just like the rejections and the bad things and the things that you didn't prepare for um kind of coming in like you know being able to come into your own and everything uh so I wanted to talk about those and just really document and reflect through the different things I've experienced um and I have a couple of things I'd like I'm excited to talk about um and they're going to be different stories you know from academic personal all that jazz, but just like right off the bat, I am really excited to be able to talk about this. I think one of the things that was really hard for me in college was just being able to like, I don't know, be adaptable, flexible, and just like really deal with the things that kind of came their way at me without me being prepared in the slightest. Um, so with that said, I am going to get get started off. I do remember when I first came up with this episode, I was like, okay, I've definitely experienced a couple of L's in college, but I don't know if there's, like, a story that's, like, like with enough detail to share. Um, and then this last weekend happened to me, which was, like, perfect timing. Like, But also, like, I wish it wasn't a story I had to tell, but if since it happened, I mean, I'm so excited to share. Um, and it'll be interesting to share with you know, reflecting on the guys of like taking have taken this L. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna get into it. So the first story is a lovely story about my time in San Francisco this literally last weekend in the span of forty-eight hours. Um so originally the plan to go to San Francisco was because there was a concert up in SF that I wanted to attend with my friends. And the reason that we're going up to SF is because it's one of my friends' favorite favorite bands and they couldn't make it out to the LA show which is like you know where I typically am so I was like I'm gonna we're gonna see our favorite band together like we're gonna go and so we go up there um the plan is to go up there drive up stay at their place and then drive up to SF the next day and we so in terms of like leaving it's me and my friends in a car we're going up to meet my other friend up there and it's 6 p.m. and then we're leaving a little pit stop at mcdonald's you know working on some like i'm working on some homework finishing it up everything's going according to plan and then so we get back in the car and we're on the way to san Fran. and i don't know if y'all have like ever driven up to norcal before but there's like a lovely little stretch of land called the grapevine and it's the worst it's literally just like uphill for your car and your car is struggling and breathing and fighting and it's just the worst stretch um and there's like no exits that you can take so basically you have to get through the grapevine um and so we were driving and i hear a little pop sound and i just like 
kind of pass it off as nothing. Um, and then we hear a little like rattle sound. And I was like, oh, my car does that sometimes. That just might be the audio. You know, like sometimes my Bluetooth is whack. But my friend is like, that sounds coming when I press, press the gas. And I was like, oh, that can't be good. And then we see like a little smoke around the car and we're like, hmm, is that us? So we make the decision to pull over onto the side of the road on the grapevine, mind you. Um, we're pulled over and everyone's like, oh, wait, I heard a pop sound. I was like, oh, my gosh, I wasn't alone in that. Like everyone heard that. We pull over, open the trunk. We see that it's smoking and we open. There's fluid everywhere it's just not looking good it and like i don't know y'all about y'all but whenever i car troubles i get really stressed out because i don't know anything about cars so it's just like how the hell am i supposed to fix this you know um and my friends are all like oh this is not great and then so we're sitting there we're trying to figure out what to do um and everything and then some roadside assistance man comes up to us and he's like oh like is there anything wrong and we're just like yeah the car's kind of smoking it's kind of we don't know what's going on and he was like oh okay and he's like well i was he had originally come that's he told us that he had originally come to be able to help you know another white car and he thought that our car was that car um so he came up and he was like i'll help you guys anyways so he's looking at the car he's like the smoke's coming out of it and everything like that and he's like oh i can do this i can do this throwing out all these prices and we're like oh my gosh and then he basically just like gives us the sentence like the death sentence of your radiator the car radiator blew out um and we're like oh no like that doesn't sound good obviously that doesn't sound good and he's like yeah you can't drive on that like you're gonna have to get it towed um and the thing about college is that, you know, we are not rich. No one has triple no no one has triple A in the way where we can tow it and like get that covered. So it's always like a really high towing price or whatever. So we have to get it towed to Bakersfield because that's like the only way that it can get towed right now. It would have taken too long. And this man was freaking us out because he was like, Oh yeah, you guys have to get out of like the car. You can't stay with the car or anything, because at night like trucks swerve a little bit. So they might like clip your car and you're, you're in a dangerous location. And I'm just like, no way. There's just no way. Um, and then so he's like, but I, y'all can hitch a ride with me. I'll drive you. And this was an interesting situation because I was like, what is happening? And we get into his car and we get into his truck and he's like, okay, I'll drive you up a little more north so you can meet up with your friend you know and we were like okay yeah that sounds good thanks and so we are in his car he's telling a bunch of stories and it sounds like most of the stories are not truthful like i don't know if y'all ever met anyone that's like over exaggerated their stories but it just didn't feel super truthful but honestly this guy was giving us a ride and giving us a lift so i was like tell your stories away bestie um and it was it was it was a strange experience, I will say. Um, and you know, I run this truck, and then we go like we we end up at this at the place where my friend can pick us up because the friend that we were going up to meet, they were supposed to they were gonna come down and pick us up because they found out that our car got stranded. So we get dropped off there. Um, like friend finally comes. We get into their car and they're like, oh, 
I fell on I fell earlier on my elbow and it kind of hurts um when I was like you know on the way to pick y'all up because they were running they tripped whatever's and we were like oh that sucks like that's bad and um I was in my villain era because I was like who even falls that's so embarrassing um and just kind of like joking around you know because uh, I did not know too much about the severity of it and then so we drive a couple hours back to their place and they're they're like this this elbow feels really bad like let's like and then friend takes off their jacket and it's just it's just bad oh my gosh everyone just gasped at the same times when they finally saw that elbow and I was like oh no and then so you know fun times on top of the car not operating and having to be towed somewhere um we had to go to the ER because there's just no way we couldn't because like y'all it was not good it was really not good so we go to the ER and I'm like okay like we'll, we'll get this figured out we take it to the ER um go back home I don't I don't sleep because I'm waiting for them to get out of the ER and then it's and then we get the lovely news that's like oh might need surgery for the elbow because it turns out I broke my elbow and I was like there's no way there's no way that I went from being stranded on the grapevine to the ER and then now surgery might be involved it's not good and so we're just waiting at this point and we're like having like the entire day is basically canceled in my head I'm like there's no way we're gonna make it to that concert like this is just a bad situation and my friend is like maybe if I get out of surgery at four we can still go to the concert which is crazy they're crazy um but I wasn't too optimistic about that I will not lie because like you know injuries and the ER takes forever um and then we get a text at like 2 p.m and my friend's like the elbow is is too swollen from the fall to be operated on so that's a little later process on but let's go to the concert and then so we get up to the concert um I don't even know how we did it I don't I didn't even plan for this basically we picked them up from the ER and we go straight to the concert and everything like that and short story like the concert was fun whatever's um but like it was just a it's just crazy I don't know and Essentially, the way that it it panned out is that, like, we went to the concert. It was a good time. Thankfully, there was, like, some bright, <laughs> like, you know, bright part of the weekend. Um, but ba- but we essentially just drove back after and then drove back to Westwood at, like, and I got back, like, at, like, 6.30 in the morning and everything. And then it was just the most chaotic hours of my life and the car that was like towed to Bakersfield because that was the only direction it could be towed um is still trying to work it's still trying to work its way back down to a location that is not in the Central Valley um and so <laughs> that was essentially the weekend and I could I could go more into detail um and maybe I will one day but that was like a fat L like it was like the biggest L I've like I've taken my friends have taken in a while and it's just so like it's just a suck 
such a sucky situation, I would say. Um, and kind of reflecting on that story, like, the entire time it was happening, I was stressed. And I was just, I, I just, there was so much going on. The like, emotions were so heavy. And it was just like, dude, I'm 20 and all my friends are like that age. And we're all having to figure out this like really serious stuff. And I feel like the only thing that I got out of that was like, it happened and we've moved on. But, like, thank God that my friends are there and I was with my friends and it wasn't, like, something I had to deal with, you know, on my own. And we all had each other. And in terms of takeaways, like, I can't, like I didn't want to make this episode about, like, looking, like, like always looking on the positive side, always looking on the take- takeaways, because that's not like, realistic sometimes. Um, and I will just admit that it was a very, like, I don't know, not not preferred situation. It just wasn't great. And it was a fat L to this day, I like, to now, I would say. Um, but I think I something I really learned was just, like, there's just so much that I could, like, that happens without you, you know, planning on it and everything like that. Um, and it's gonna, it can suck. Like, it definitely can. But it's really, like, the people that you surround yourself with, and I am so thankful that my friends were there, that we were in this situation together, and everyone had just, like, worked so hard to find alternatives to figure out, like, every curveball that was thrown at our way, um, and so I will just say that I left off that, take have taken that L, knowing that at least I had my friends, and at least I had that support system, because sometimes, like, the best part about taking L's is, like, not the best part, but, like, the thing that makes it better is the fact that you have a support system to support you through it and everything and, like, are able to just, I don't know, care for you in that way and really just give you, like, the care that you need after things like that happen to you. Um, Yeah, and it's, (laughs) I don't know, I just wanted to share that story. Um, Shout out to my friends. I love y'all so much. Thank you for all the stuff that y'all have carried me through seen me through everything um could not have done it without y'all um but yeah with that said that was just a little story um there's definitely more to say on that but I will be playing some songs that I hope kind of I don't know that I I thought of when I was coming up with this episode and yeah we'll be right back
story for y'all um so hopefully this one's a little more relatable um a little less chaotic i would say still chaotic but a little more predictable um so this story is going to be about the first time that i've ever gotten dumped and in talking about this i don't (laughs) want it to seem like a oh no, like you got dumped kind of thing, like boohoo, just more of like a damn, like that's tough. Um, And also just like a way that like, I don't know if y'all have personally been through a breakup or anything like that, Um, but it really, it really impacts you as a person, you know? Um, So I wanted to share that. This is just another L that I've taken being on the losing team because who likes getting dumped? Um, So this was a... Like, on, on, you know, this was definitely one of my more serious relationships. Um, and I had been dating this person for a while. Um, and <laughs> it was going well and everything. Um, and we had met over quarantine. And it was, it was good. And for the months that we, you know, had talked and everything, but it was long distance just because not everyone was at school or anything like that anymore. Um, and, you know, how relationships get when you do end up breaking up. It gets a little um, distant at the end. There's a lot of feelings. Emotions are high and everything like that. And it's like a lot of the negative emotions and everything. And so we, <laughs> I remember this like, specific day I was like feeling very high in emotions and I had brought up the idea of like hey should we talk about this like things haven't things have been a little different lately and so not to like go too deep into it basically um but you know having it been long distance there was no way that it could have ended in person so it ended over a lovely little text message um and this was someone that I cared about a lot I would say and so the reason that I'm telling this story is not to tell the story about the relationship itself but kind of tell like the aftermath and so that was a fateful conversation um I think sometime last year and essentially it went like 
I don't think I can do this anymore on their side. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to crush me. And then so we broke up. Um, And this is so cryptic. Like, I don't know how much context I should offer. Um, But essentially, short, too long, didn't read. I got dumped. And I think this was right before I was moving into a new apartment for the first time. Um, And I was moving with my friends. And it was just so many big shifts in my life. And I just remember, like, this was also when Olivia Rodrigo had just released driver's license. And it was crazy. It was so much because it was like, I was going through this breakup and like, you don't really know what, you know, heartbreak or heartache feels like until you like really experience that type of breakup. And I was just crushed. I I remember I was crushed for like several months. And the person that this is about ends up hearing this. I, yeah, there's, it's out there. Um, but I was essentially just crushed for a couple of months and it was so bad. I remember I, it was on my mind all the time. I could stop thinking about it. It would like bum me out and everything like that. And it just like affected my day to day. Um, and it was just like, I for sure was on the losing. I felt like I lost. Like I was, I was like, I'm losing right now. Like life's not going well. This is a big this is the biggest L ever. And it's just like the emotional turmoil of the aftermaths of a breakup was just crazy. Um, and kind of like reflecting back on it, I think a lot more about like how, how I thought it was like a feeling that would never end. Um, and with time and like in the space right now, like now that I am currently like talking to y'all and everything like I'm completely over it (laughs) like I've thought about it and it's just like something that hasn't crossed my mind in a while and I've only been able to like bring it back for this you know to tell more about it because I wanted to like reflect on like the way I was feeling that moment um but in that moment I just thought like I am absolutely crushed I am never going to get over this feeling and I thankfully and happily proved myself wrong I've moved on um and healed from that and I think like with that L because it was a big L that I I took at that moment and I think it's currently one of the still biggest ones to this day I will say like something I learned from it is just like the disappointment not not just a disappointment but like kind of any hurt that you feel about something like I thought it was gonna last forever. I thought I was never gonna get over it, like ever. Like, I could fully convince myself, like I'm going to be like this forever. And I'm like, I would say typically like a rational thinker with my emotions, but it was just something that was like so heavy and so emotional that there was just no way that I could see myself ever moving on um, from like the hurt I was feeling. And I was so wrong. And I think that's something that I wanted to like really touch on in this episode and just like the show was just talking about the fact that like growing up I it's a lot of realizing that like the things that you think are gonna last forever don't um and that's like a pleasant surprise and it makes it's it makes me so happy to hear to like now know that like that was something that didn't last forever for me and that I'm able to move on and that I am living 
you know, my best life now. And I just, yeah, I will say, like, my friends, you know, have been there to support me. That's that's the the message I kind of stressed earlier. But for this one, I just really wanted to emphasize, like, I think at a certain age, and I think growing up, like, when you're younger, and it's like, I'm not, like, that much older than the time that it was happening, but I feel like it's very easy to feel like all the feelings that you feel are all-consuming and they're going to never end Um, and you're going to feel this way forever and it's just like this hurt is never going to leave and I think the thing that I could take away from that experience was like it won't last forever and it didn't last forever for me even though I thought it would and I thought it was going to crush me Um, but it didn't and and like if anything that that experience has shaped me and has made me realize that like I am stronger than I think I am and I'm able to get through the things that I think I initially can't in the moment um because not everyone believes in themselves all the time that's like not realistic to think about um and I sure as hell didn't believe myself to get over that breakup or anything um but I did it and I think that's just something that like has impacted me so much um and to this day, I think it's just something that, like, reminds me, like, you're going to go through a couple things, and they're going to suck, but you've gotten through it before, and you're going to get through it again, and then it's going to happen again, and that's just something really, I don't know, it's kind of comforting to now hear, and hopefully y'all are able to just, like, take something away from that, too, um, of, like, you're going to, you're, you're going to be okay, you, you're, you've, you're you and you know yourself best and you are going to heal and move on from the things that hurt you um but yeah (laughs) that's just my little story that's another fat l i've taken um more amusing now than anything all these l's are more amusing now than anything um but i have a couple more songs to play for y'all and then i'll see y'all soon your 21st birthday I've been up at home Almost tried to call you Don't know if I should Hate to picture you half drunk happy Hate to think you went out without me I'm sorry if you blame me If I were you I would Thought you'd see it coming But you never could I still haven't heard from your family But you said your mom always loved me Sometimes I go blurry-eyed Small talk and you tell me that you're on fire Lights on and it's black and white I couldn't stay forever I see the look in your eye and I'm biting my tongue You'll be the love of my life when I was young Just 
go blurry-eyed Small talk and you tell me that you're on fire Lights on and it's black and white I couldn't stay forever We will 
Welcome back. Um, so I have one more story to share and just a couple more things to kind of touch over. Um, but this last one is definitely going to be a story that not only will I retell, but I'll retell because it's going to happen to me again and again. And I definitely know it. But this one's going to be about the time that I got rejected from a UCLA club. And I hope it doesn't come off as like, oh no, like you're not used to getting rejected or anything like that. It's just, I don't know. When I joined college, I didn't expect the constant rejection that comes from it. And y'all, this school is so competitive. If y'all have ever had to apply for any clubs, there's like long ass application process. There's panels of there's panels and like multiple interviews and like coffee chats and like group interviews and solo interviews and everything like that. And it was just something that I knew about coming in, but not really, you know. And I don't know if I've if how often I bring this up, but I am a first-generation college student, and because of that, when I got into UCLA, I was not thinking about these interviews. I was literally just thinking, oh my gosh, I got in. I can't wait to get involved in everything, and I did not know that wanting to get involved in things meant applying and getting in and doing interviews and being qualified uh, enough to get in, and so I learned that lesson and I learned that lesson multiple, multiple times as I continue to apply for things at UCLA, continue to get involved in the things that I love doing. But the story in specific, I will say that it is something I think back to pretty often and something that like I think has done a really, I don't know, it's played a really big role in kind of shaping the person that I am today and the, the way I like see rejection and everything but essentially I this was during quarantine when we were doing online school uh fully and I was in my childhood bedroom and at home and everything but I still wanted to get involved because I felt like I was missing some of that college experience not being in person so I thought that the way to be able to do that would to be to get more involved with clubs so that when I, so I could at least get some of that experience. And so it was a club on campus that I really wanted to get involved in because a lot of what they did was something that aligned really closely with the things I wanted to do. And it was more of like a social, uh, creative club, I would say. I <laughs> will not be saying any names or anything like that, but it was this organization itself where I was really excited because I was like, this is going to give me the ability to go after my creative pursuits. And I had grown up really, really involved in music and I've always done music. I did orchestra for like the past seven years of my life and I was in marching band and I 
grew up learning how to play the piano and all those things. And so it was those things that had drawn me to the experience because it was more music oriented. It was very creative. I could have, I would have played a really big role in like bring about, bringing about those different things to campus, I would say. And so I was really excited. I was hyped up. I remember filling out my application and I sent it in like right before the deadline. And I was patiently waiting for an email back. And I just remember the day where they were like, thank you for applying. We're happy to extend you an interview at dot, dot, dot. And I just was so ecstatic. I know in my head, I was like, I'm going to nail this interview. It's going to be so good. And I'm going to do great. I'm going to get in. I'm going to go ahead and just do all the things that I have been wanting to do. And so I go through the interview, the interviewees are, or the people that are interviewing me are so nice. Um, there are other students on the board. They're a couple years my senior, a little like, yeah, upperclassmen. And this was when I was like in my second year of college. So I was like, wow, like they're amazing. Like, I'm so excited to be in this interview right now. And I just remember all the questions they asked. I was answering them. And I thought I was like, I was killing it. Like, I was like, this is my best work. I am putting in my best right now. They're seeing this. They're loving this. Look at them smiling when I'm when I'm answering my questions. And look at how they're reacting. And look at me doing amazing at, you know, asking them questions back, being like curious about the org all the different things that I try to work on when I do interviews. And so the interview is over and they've asked, we've, I've asked my final questions. They've, they've told me their final statements and they're like, we'll get back to you with a decision. And I just remember being like, yeah, this is, this is going to be good. Like I nailed that. And so I am chilling and I would say like uh, like four days later, I finally get that faded email from this org. And I'm like so excited to open it and everything like that. And it's, I'm excited for the, you've been accepted, congratulations. And I remember the moment that I clicked on that email and it goes, hi, Michelle, thank you for interviewing for this organization. We love meeting you. However, we regret to inform you that you were not accepted into this org and just other stuff. You know, that usually comes with email, highly competitive application pool, all of those things. But the only thing I could focus on was the we regret to inform you. And oh my gosh, I just remember I read that and I was like, oh. I was like, oh no, like, oh. And I I imagine this is how the models, I've, I've always compared like all my feelings to this and I think it's like strange to do so, but I've always, I've, I felt like in that moment, like if y'all have ever watched America's Next Top Model where they're like, you are not America's top model. You will like, you will be going home or something like that. Um, something along those lines. I I felt like that. I felt like it was like everyone was chosen except me and I had lost. 
basically. And it felt like a very public loss, even though it was probably just between me and the the interviewers. And so I think the reason that I mentioned that is just because, like, I had was so excited to get involved and I was so looking forward to being able to, you know, get involved in like a club that was more creative and everything. And this was like my first foot forward in terms of like working on that. And I don't you never expect it you never expect to get rejected. Like it just I feel like I always want to believe in the best of myself. And so the fact that I had gotten this email that was like the, we regret to inform you, you know, the, you are not America's Next Top Model. I was like, ouch, like this one stings. And I think about this one, I think back to this one a lot because it was definitely a more formative rejection um, because there's been like countless ones, like just attending UCLA in general has been, filled to the brim with you know different types of rejections but this one just stood out because this is like I had taken a step out of my comfort zone and I got shot down and in my head I just remember there being two ways of like so I got rejected when I tried to do something that I don't typically do and I could give up I could not do this again like who wants to get rejected again, you know, and you really, like, the things about rejections is, like, definitely messes with your head of, like, why wasn't I good enough to get in, you know, um, and I think that that's the hardest part of when it first happens of, like, how do you move on and, like, how to keep, you know, believing in yourself after you get shot down like this, um, but I don't know what it was, but I was, like, this can't be it, like, this can't be the end-all be-all because, this is something I've always wanted to do and something I will continue doing. So this is also actually a really sweet story because after that rejection, I remember I was looking for another way to get involved and kind of go after my creative pursuits and like kind of explore music, explore, you know, the writing process, organizing those events, all of that. And so I applied to UCLA Radio. And I'm sure y'all can see how that turned out um, from, you know, the platform I'm talking to you on right now. But I applied to UCLA Radio after that because I was like, I can't give up on this. Like, this is what I wanted to do in college. And being able to do these, like, creative things and kind of going after these opportunities is something that I've always wanted. So that is that's what drew me to keep applying and... It worked out really it, I mean it did work out. I know I I was like literally scared like shitless um when I was I when I was thinking like oh if this is another one like it's going to it's going to suck too. And I think the fact that like I didn't give up after the initial one even though it would have been really easy to because it was just my creative pursuit like it wouldn't have affected me career-wise or personal life or anything. It was just something that I wanted to do and the fact that I still went about doing it just, like, did a really big part of showing me, like, I'm going to take some L's. You're going to take some L's, you know, growing up. And you're going to take a couple hits, a couple losses, and they're going to suck. Like, I will not front. Like, things are going to suck when it happens. And it's not – and I, I, I don't know. I just wanted to emphasize that, like, 
I think when bad things happen to you, you should not have to, you should not be pressured to feel like like you shouldn't be pressured to not feel anything at all because it happens to you and it's real and it sucks. But it something that you move on beyond and then that's when you continue to go after things that you wanted to do things like that's how you move on from things I would say and so I just remember like the fact that I pushed myself to be able to continue applying to different orgs and kind of working out at interviewing and then like eventually getting into the orgs that I am in now I am so grateful that I did I'm so grateful I didn't give up and it would have been really easy to and I was definitely thinking about it and I think at the end of the day like if you don't get into something it's okay because there's so many other opportunities that are out there and there's so much else that you're gonna do in your life and it it feels like the end of the world like it really does because I remember in that moment I felt like oh this one's gonna hurt for a long time how am I gonna get rid of this feeling how am I gonna move on from this and I moved on and I still continue to do the things that I love and still going after opportunities of the things I want to do um even after I had taken a couple of hits when I had applied to things or when I, I don't know, or when I faced things that I was, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for, or I had ended relationships on a note that I wasn't ever thinking that I would experience. And all of these feelings that I thought that I would never move on from, I did. And I think that's just something like, that's like a really, really valuable thing that I've been able to learn over time. Um, and in like my journey of growing up of like, you're going to get through it and it's going to be good when you do. And you're going to just look back and be like, wow, I I got through it. Because never do I ever look back and I ever think, wow, I'm so silly for like like feeling that way at that time. Like, I acknowledge that the way I felt in that moment was so real and so crushing and so strong and all-consuming. And then now that I'm here, I look back and I think it goes, it went away, you know? Like, it didn't last forever. Um, And it's not like that feeling, like, moves away completely, like, ever and dissipates. And it feels like you've never felt that ever. But it's just, like, you start to grow around it and you start to feel things in a way of like, wow, I experienced that, but look at me now. Look at how I feel now and I'm better. And so that's like the reason I really wanted to make this episode and talk about the L's just because like, there's such a, I feel like there's such a stigma about like being rejected um, and having bad things and having like, you know, sucky things happen to you. And either being expected to move on from them completely in the moment or like or just not talking about them at all because like it's embarrassing if you do and it's embarrassing if it happens to you but like I just wanted to say that I would own up to it always you know like just own the the fact that you feel like it sucks and the feeling is strong and it's hard and 
talk to the people that you consider your support team and you can consider your support system and you know they're there to support you and at the end of the day just like let yourself feel the feelings that you do because I think that was the main way that I was able to really move on in the future and then not totally give up um but yeah that is my final little story um for today's episode three different stories about three different losses and three different L's I've taken in my life and I've been on the losing team multiple times and I've felt (laughs) what it has felt to be in those situations and to kind of take those hits and that have those sucky things happen but it's losing team doesn't suck (laughs) it's not the worst thing ever I will say that is yeah I think I'm gonna leave it on that like it doesn't suck um because when you're surrounded by the right people when you are able to grow from it and when able when I'm able to just having gone through the things I have and being able to like reflect on them today and tell these like tell these stories see what happened and just be like a version of myself that I didn't think would have come out of those experiences like the loss wasn't that bad being on the losing team was not the worst and yeah other than that that's all for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in I hope y'all were able to take something away from that but I will see y'all next week again Wednesdays at five other than that It's DJ Mimi, and I am tuning out. Bye, y'all. Spirit of my silence, I can hear you. There's a forest and an acre before us But I don't know where to begin But I don't know where to begin Again I lost my strength completely Oh be near me, tired old mare And flowers on the table Is it real or a fable? Well, I suppose A friend is a friend And we all know How this will end Chimney Swift that finds me Be my keeper Silhouette of the cedar What is that song? You sing for the dead What is that song You sing for the dead I see the signal searchlight strike me In the window 
end of my room Well, I got nothing to prove Well, I got nothing to prove Never see us again.